0: Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken, expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. This podcast is part 7 of chapter 3 of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness. In this episode, we further examine How the standard deck of playing cards matches exactly to all our centers, including the higher emotional center and higher mental center. And we introduce the card diagram and the evolution of the octave of life, showing how the duplicating principle leads to evolution and us. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening By Russell A. Smith Chapter 3 Infrastructural Cognizance Part 7 Pages 46 and 47 of Cosmic Secrets With the aid of this structure, we can watch the creative flow of evolution from the moment it enters the universe as the duplicating principle and gives birth to the instinctive center, the ace of diamonds. The duplicating principle is the smallest and purest representation of the law of octaves that satisfies both fundamental processes of life, that of reproduction, and that of growth. Any life, as we define it, originating in the universe, cannot continue without it. The Ace of Diamonds begins the instinctive life cycle by the formation of the RNA molecule. Later, as we investigate the structure of RNA, we shall see how RNA Conforms precisely to the structure of the Law of Seven, how this structure allows for RNA to accomplish duplication, and how this duplication ultimately results in the formation of DNA. We must understand that with RNA and DNA, the precursors to cell division, life can begin at the Ace of Diamonds. The Ace of Diamonds represents the first order of instinctive manifestations capable of this copying process. From there, we move to the Jack of Diamonds. The Jack of Diamonds is the mechanical part of the instinctive center. Gurdjieff tells us that mechanical parts function automatically, without attention. In our instinctive center, this would encompass almost all of our physiological processes, such as circulation, respiration, digestion, the reproduction of cells, and so forth, which happen in us automatically, without any attention on our behalf as to making them happen. This automatic, instinctive part is again subdivided into three parts, or parts of parts. The three parts of parts of the Jack of Diamonds are the two, three, and four of diamonds. These cards represent different gradations in complexity of this automatic, instinctive part. For example, heartbeat and growing hair are both automatic instinctive functions that proceed without our attention. If we place the growing of hair in the Two of Diamonds and the heartbeat in the Four of Diamonds, we can begin to get an idea of the different gradations of intelligence in this automatic part of our instinctive centre. In the progression of the evolutionary life process, the two, three and four of diamonds can be envisioned as the microscopic cellular beginning of plants, and the continuing complexity of instinctive development that was acquired as new RNA molecules extended the DNA molecules instructions. The 5, 6 and 7 of diamonds are the mechanical, emotional and intellectual parts of parts respectively of the queen of diamonds, which, for the instinctive center, is its emotional part. In The Psychology of Man's Possible Evolution by P.D. Uspensky, page 110, emotional parts require attention. Attention that is attracted or held by the subject itself. He places our five senses in this part. Since the aim of this publication is to expose, as thoroughly as possible, the laws of world creation and world maintenance, we shall not continue here with this concept, but we'll leave it to the reader to contemplate what each card represents. As it takes its place in this structure of inner octaves, and how life, from its simplest beginnings to the creation of man and even beyond, comes into being. For easy reference, two related diagrams have been reprinted on page 48, and the octave of the cards from page 45 has been enlarged on page 49. With its three scale one octaves on separate rows. Page 48 of Cosmic Secrets. We placed charts of the mathematical structure and the symbolic structure of the Law of Seven side by side so that you can reference them both. And here we show the diagram of the structures of the Law of Seven. This entails two separate structures, scale 0, scale 1 and scale 2 octaves, showing all vibrations and notes, and a scale unknown, scale 0, scale 1 and scale 2 octaves, showing the corresponding cards. The above chart, Chapter 3, Card Math print equals scale to 8.5 times 11, can be found at the diagrams. Although we study the symbolic chart more often than the mathematical chart, because the symbolic chart is much easier to visualize, we must remember that the symbolic chart is an exact representation of the mathematical chart Therefore, it has a very sound foundation. That is, it is not just some make-believe thing that we threw together just to impress people. Page 49 of Cosmic Secrets The Card Diagram And here we show the actual card diagram, the structure of centres represented in three rows, with the left side, the red cards, showing the essence, and the right side, the black cards, showing personality. The above chart, Chapter 3, Cards, No Colour Cut, can be found at thedogteachings.com slash diagrams. An additional chart showing the actual cards, Chapter 3, Cards actual can be found at the same location. We began this chapter by deciphering Gurdjieff's Ray of Creation. We learned that within the diatonic structure of octaves, there were four fundamental points Do, So, Mi, and Re, which occurred at natural positions of halving inside the octave itself, at one. One half, one quarter, and one eighth. These natural positions of halving created three octaves of radiations. Gurdjieff said, We have to find our place and understand our functions in this universe, which is taken in the form of three octaves of radiations between four points. So, We calculated the three octaves of radiations, which created three octaves in scale 1. Then, we calculated their three octaves of radiations, which created nine octaves in scale 2. Next, with the help of a deck of cards, we converted the mathematics into symbols, which brings us to the card diagram. Russell placed the three scale one octaves, re to me, me to so, and so to do, in separate rows, making it much easier for us to study the octave of life and the inner world of man. One of the first things people notice when they see the card diagram is that the red suits are on the left of the diagram and the black suits are on the right, except in the higher centres, which are two-thirds red and two-thirds black. In the work, did you ever learn that man has two parts, essence and personality? Well, there you go. The card diagram clearly shows that man is divided into essence and Personality. On the left side of the diagram, we find the red suits. Essence. On the right side of the diagram, we find the black suits. Personality. Essence is what a man is born with. Personality is what he must acquire. Russell always wondered why the cards were divided into red suits and black suits. Now he knows. In the bottom story, we have the instinctive centre, red, and the moving centre, black. Diamonds are essence. Clubs are personality. The bottom story starts with the instinctive centre. We did not have to do anything to develop the instinctive center. We did not have to learn how to smell, see or hear. Everything was there from birth. But in the moving center, we had to acquire everything. We had to learn how to crawl. We had to learn how to grab. We had to learn how to walk. We had to learn how to move our mouth and form words. We had to acquire everything. In the middle story, we have the emotional center, red, and the intellectual center, black. Hearts are essence. Spades are personality. We were born with the emotional center. We had an affinity for the face of our mother. We probably even recognized the tone of her voice from hearing her talk to us inside the womb. Our ability to feel was innate. We were born with the essence side. But in the intellectual center, we had to acquire everything. We had to acquire the personality side. We had to learn everything. What is this? What is that? What does this mean? What does that mean? This means, do not stick a paperclip in the electric socket ever again. That means, do not jump off the garage roof. It really hurts. We had to learn the meaning of everything, and then be able to record it. In the upper story, we have the higher emotional centre, mostly red, and the higher mental centre, mostly black. The higher emotional center is essence. The higher mental center is personality. The function of our higher emotional center, conscience, should be a given. We have the right to have it. And if we attain it, it can take us into the personality side, into the higher mental center, where we can acquire reason and impartiality. In addition to essence and personality, many other amazing things will be discovered as we continue to study the diagram of the cards. The card diagram begins with the Ace of Diamonds, bottom left. What note is that? Ray. However, over to the left, off the edge of the page, is the no-man's land between Doe and Ray, where amino acids were trying to figure things out. And, after trying and trying again and again, they finally did. They were successful at constructing an octave between Doe and Ray, and, by so doing, they finally made it to Ray. Yeehaw! That is where life, as we know it, actually started. Do you know what Russell calls the note Ray? D.N. Ray. D.N. Ray, since DNA begins at Ray. That is where life legitimately commenced. Any life that emerged before DNA was incapable of making copies of itself. Therefore, when it died, it left no trace. But, after the octave of amino acids made it to Ray, life was able to make copies of itself and evolve. DNA was the first self-replicating molecule. DNA created the first moment of self-remembering in the universe. A molecule that said, I remember myself. That is, the left side remembered what the right side looked like. And, the right side remembered what the left side looked like. Each side remembered the other side. And, as long as they kept remembering each other, everything they discovered could be passed on to future generations. What a glorious moment! The creation of DNA! Before that, there was no self-remembering. The moment the first DNA molecule self-replicated was the first moment of sex in the universe. After that moment, all life would serve the duplicating principle. Now, you can see why we said there is no sex center. Because the whole octave is sex. Duplication is the driving force of life. The octave of life, which started with DNA, is the octave of what? The octave of the duplicating principle, or the octave of sex. DNA began to duplicate, and life has been duplicating ever since. However, as we said earlier, Russell likes to call DNA D-N-Ray, because the instinctive center starts at the note Ray, where something said, I remember myself. I can now copy myself. At first, DNA could only make one protein. But since it could copy itself, it could continue making that protein. Thus, the instinctive center began humbly. Perhaps the first protein reacted to temperature, or light. But then, over millions and millions and millions of years, more proteins were discovered. And the DNA could remember how to make them too. Thus, the instinctive centre slowly developed. First came the two, three, and four of diamonds. Automatic chemistry. Then, the 5, 6 and 7 of diamonds. Reactive chemistry. Followed by the 8, 9 and 10 of diamonds. Controlled chemistry. And eventually, over millions of years, the instinctive center was perfected, which happened long before animals emerged. As a result of controlled chemistry, the moving center began. We will explain later why this is so significant and how it works. But for now, we can comprehend that this is how sensation gave birth to movement. That is, if you had controlled chemistry, you were able to cause a flagellum to be pulled to the left and then be pulled to the right which would spark movement. Without control, the flagellum could only be pulled to the left or to the right, and we would go in circles. Movement increased. The chances of survival increased. And it increased the chance that things would duplicate. If there was no water where things were, They could move and find water. Therefore, things had a better chance of staying alive and a better chance of duplicating. Thus, the moving center was born. The moving center developed over millions and millions and millions of years. Protozoa and bacteria went swimming. With fins, they steered. The fins became feet. They crawled out of the water, they ran, they jumped, they climbed trees, and they flew. It also began slowly. First came the two, three, and four of clubs, automatic movement. Then the five, six, and seven of clubs, reactive movement, followed by the eight, nine, and ten of clubs controlled movement. And, after millions of years of being driven by the duplicating principle, the moving center was finally established. Then, life entered the middle story. In chapter 5, we will learn how a second force enters at me and merges with the first force and will, at that time, explain and identify that force. But for now, we will simply say that a second force entered certain animals after they completed their moving centers and provided life with a second essence center, almost like a second instinctive center. But this second kind of instinctive center, now called the emotional center, did not just sensed the world, it ascribed meaning to it. Down in the lower story, the instinctive essence could only sense things. But in the middle story, the emotional essence began assigning meaning to the things it sensed. In the lower story, if you gave birth to something and then later encountered it, what would you do? You would eat it. But in the middle story things have meaning. An animal say, that is my kid. I am not going to eat my kid. I'm going to protect it. In fact, I'm only going to birth a couple of kids. I'm not going to just dump a million eggs in some stream and then hope that one makes it. I'm only going to lay a few. I'm going to sit on them, incubate them, and when they hatch, I'm going to go out and find food for them, bring it back, and feed them. I want my kids to have a good start in life. The emotional centre allowed animals to raise their young, giving them a better chance to grow up and become adults in hopes that they too would have kids, raise them, and continue the species. We repeat, life is driven by the duplicating principle. Animals now have emotions, and they use those emotions to enhance the duplicating principle. They become families, mamas and papas, raise their young and nurture them. Thus, giving their offspring a better chance to survive, reaching maturity, and continuing the species. Like the previous centres, the emotional centre also takes millions and millions and millions of years to develop. And it too began slowly. First came the two, three, and four of hearts, automatic emotions then the 5, 6, and 7 of hearts, reactive emotions, followed by the 8, 9, and 10 of hearts, controlled emotions. And, over a very long period of time, the emotional center gave meaning to the world. Then, the personality side of the middle story began. That is the meaning that was assigned by the emotional center started to be recorded in the intellectual center, thus giving animals a database for survival. Since life is driven by duplication, having recorded data ensured success. That is, two animals got together on some island, had sex, and said, Next year, let's meet back up on this same island. Let's not pick some random island. Let's come back here, to where we know that mating was successful. Let's have smart sex. Or, This is the river where I was born. I am going to swim upstream and lay my eggs in the same spot, because it worked for me. Or, Last year, we made a nest in that tree, on that branch, and we were successful. We hatched our eggs, and our chicks grew up and left the nest. Let's come back here next year, and make our nest in the same tree, on that same branch. Let's be smart about it. Let's be intelligent about continuing our species. If it worked here once, it may work here again. The intellectual center is the repository of data ascribed from the meaning that was assigned by the emotional center of successful ways to duplicate and of proven methods of survival, which lead to that end. That is how life works. That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high quality 520 page hardback and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free, be awake, be real, and realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under the Dog Teachings. And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources, Zoom Classes, for more details. All at the thedogteachings.com That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com. Goodbye. Until next time.